Welcome to Soul Spark with Sarah Godfrey. Hello, I'm Sarah, and I am so happy that you're here with me today. My desire with this podcast is so simple. All I want to do is ignite something in you so that you feel a little more free to connect with yourself, with others, and with your life. Today, I'm going to give you permission to just be you. Today we're talking about this because when I finally gave myself permission to be me and to show up for my life in my own way, everything changed for me. I had so much more happiness in my motherhood, so many more feelings of equality and partnership in my marriage, and just in general, so much more confidence and joy and more connection with others. You can't be seen and feel close if you're not bringing your real self forward. I have learned that the hard way. (laughs) Okay, now I know that in this information age that we're in right now, everyone calls it that, right? That, oh, there's all these, there's so many articles and blog posts and podcasts even sent at you that put pressure on all of us, right? And we have this pressure that I don't think was around before to do all the things in the one perfect way. Yeah, even though all these ways people are recommending are often conflicting, you know, but we get this pressure and we feel like we can't make any choices or do anything until we find and research and find all the information and then we can decide what to do and who to be, right? Don't fall into that, you guys. That way of thinking, it just, it feels like trying to put yourself in a box. When, When you think like that and you feel that kind of pressure, you become so limited. And those ways of thinking, they don't allow for individual personality, strengths, weaknesses, interests, or even just growth, right? So this is my invitation to you to just stop it. (laughs) Free yourself from any imposed ideals of who you're supposed to be and how you're supposed to show up in your life, whether you've given yourself those ideals or they've been given to you by someone else, okay? Free yourself from that. And as you do that, you're also going to give permission to others to do that as well, right? And then we've gonna, we'll have more authentic relationships and be able to help each other not feel so dang pressured to do all the things the right way, <laughs> okay? So, I'm going to share some of my story with this. Now, this this can apply to any role or relationship that we find ourselves in. And I, I have personally learned this in many ways, but probably the most distinct way that I learned this lesson was in motherhood. So that's what I'm going to talk about. Now, oh, I, I went through many years of infertility until we finally got our first little angel baby. And I remember that strong pull that I felt to her. I compared it to gravity, like a law, a force of nature that I had no choice over. (laughs) You know, lots of other kinds of love were a choice. Mother love, not a choice. It's just inevitable. 
okay, this strong pull that I felt. That's how how strong it was. I felt like I couldn't do anything about it. And which is great because I love loving my children. It's the best thing in the world. Just getting to smother them in my love. But a few months into my journey in motherhood, I just I was dealing with some huge sadness. I was so, so happy to have a little one to finally get to care for and love and take care of. But I was also really sad because I felt like a part of me had died. And there was just this idea that I had in my head, which I don't know even where I got this idea from because my mom mothered in her own way and I loved her for it. But I had this one idea in my head of the kind of perfect mother that I needed to be. Maybe some of it is because I have anxiety and maybe it took me a long time to trust other people with my children. So I felt like I had to do all of the things for them. But I just had this idea in my head of being like an earth mother, you know, just giving and giving and giving and being there for everything and doing everything. And it was not a happy feeling. I know so many other mothers who give that way and it's beautiful and they love it and I admire them for it, but it, it was not working for me. And, and as I started, you know, addressing that unhappiness of the constancy of doing all the mothering things, I felt so ashamed for it. I was actually just talking to another one of my friends about this just the other day we were talking about the guilt that that came from you know we were friends when we were just out of high school is when we first met and we had these ideas of who we were going to be and how many kids we were going to have and what kind of mothers we would be to our children it's interesting we were talking about how how different reality is that we're not the kind of mothers we thought we were going to be and we still feel that love that we thought we would feel for our children, but um, we're not able to give in the ways that we thought we would. The love of a mother, it's like superhuman, right? Unfortunately, we as individuals are not superhuman. We all have our own limits. So I was really struggling with dealing with how do I love these little people so much and also take care of myself and still be who I am. Because I knew it wasn't going to be good for them in the long run for me to, to be that unhappy. And I felt guilty that I was unhappy. <laughs> then one day, even as I, I, I started pulling back a little and doing some of my own things for myself, but I still felt that guilt. And one day I was reading in this book called If Women Rose Rooted. Amazing book. So beautiful. I'll put it in the show notes. But one of the chapters, one of the chapters was talking about motherhood and how there's you know, the earth mother that we kind of idolize of like that kind of mother of being there for their children, being nourishing and putting herself aside in order to nurture others. And, and, you know, our culture just loves that idea of a mother. And, and then this book talks about another kind of mother. And this is actually an archetype from the Mayan tradition in the Mayan culture, I am just quoting from this book. I am not an expert. But in the Mayan culture, as as the woman was entering motherhood, they would get to learn about the two different kinds of mother, an earth mother or what is called a creative rainbow mother and know which type they were and be able to fully embrace that. And as I read about a creative rainbow mother, I was like, oh, that's me. <laughs> that's, the, that's the kind of mother that 
that I feel that I am. A creative rainbow mother, it says in the book, is drawn by the ecstatic and often perceives herself as a bit of a misfit. And she regularly has to descend into her creative depths. Uh, Otherwise, you know, and fly free sometimes. Otherwise, the flip side of her is the crazy woman. (laughs) Depressed, unable to touch her power, tied, numb, self-medicating, addicted. My family's pretty familiar with the crazy woman (laughs) because that's what was coming out in me and I felt so guilty for it. But the really cool thing about this part of my story is that I finally just accepted that I was who I was and that I... I was a good mother that I still like giving to my children and to my family is so important to me. And so is giving to the world in the other ways that I feel compelled to give. And as I finally pushed aside that guilt and allowed myself to just show up as me and not some idea of who I'm supposed to be, as I allowed myself to show up as me, Things got so much better. (laughs) Okay, we all need to ride the pull between who we feel we really are and who we feel we should be, okay? And some of those ideas of who we should become are very good. I'm not saying don't strive for anything, but I'm saying like, is that who you really are? Those ideas you have in your head, is it really in line with who you are deep, deep down? Is it going to increase your happiness or is it making you the crazy woman? I mean, I still cook and clean for my kids and I spend a lot of time with them and I I don't regret necessarily the time I gave them. I I was a full-time mommy for a while, but oh man. I wish so badly I had taken better care of me back in those days when things were so, so intense with them so that I could have cherished those days more because they're gone now. Yeah, and now my kids are at school most of the time and I just cherish the little moments I can snatch with them. I'm really grateful that I figured out the kind of mother I was before they were off and away though. Once I honored that part of me, the part of me that wanted this other thing that I was feeling drawn to just as much as I was feeling drawn to my kids. Once I honored that, the rest of all the mothering things felt okay. They weren't hard and bird and a, like a big burden for me anymore because yes, my duty and my responsibility to my family is something I cherish so much and I value. And if I wasn't doing those things, I wouldn't be honoring me either. Yeah, as I as I honored all of me, life got so much better. And I feel like this is any way, any kind of relationship. If you you have this idea in your head that you're striving for and you feel pressured that you have to be, whether that's given to you by yourself or others, I want you to check and make sure it's actually in line with who you are deep down. I think that we're all given unique gifts and we can't put someone else's ideal onto our own. Yeah, and, and we need to stop feeling so guilty on how we're, how we're showing up for life and what we feel drawn to. The most precious thing that I feel you can give your children, if you're a mom or a dad, right? Your children, your family, your friends, is your real self, your whole self. The things that make you you are the things that they're going to cherish and remember about you. Like my, my mother-in-law, she expressed her love by feeding her children, by giving them delicious food to eat and cooking for them. She did cooking shows 
and taught cooking classes. You know, it was just, it was a passion of her. She loved it. And that's how she showed up for her family. And my husband like adores her for that. And, and guess what? My mom, she was not like that. She, she taught me how to read and how to write. She was a lifelong learner and she taught me to seek knowledge and she taught me to find answers for myself. You know, she went to school. I remember going to grad school classes with her when I was a kid because I was in year round school. She just took me with her. And those are the things that I remember and cherish about her is that she lit a passion in me for knowledge and for learning. And so as I look at that and I I just, the people that we love are going to help us love the things that they love. And it's okay if they're not the same things. What you bring that is uniquely you is what makes you irreplaceable in a relationship. Not, not some ideal that you're trying to fit into. Those times in my life when I feel like I was trying to squeeze myself into a box, I felt so disconnected from the people that I loved. I felt like they didn't know me, that they wouldn't accept me for who I really was. I was so alone and so scared. As I've I've given myself permission to climb out of that box I was trying to fit in, I've been able to be the best version of me and to really actually feel close and accepted and included. And the cool thing is, is that as we do that, I mean, I've already said this, we give other people permission to be themselves. If you were a mother, what greater gift can you give your children than allowing them to feel free to be who they are? So as you get started in this journey, maybe you're having a hard time letting go of an ideal and really knowing who you are and being okay with showing up as yourself in your life. I have some questions to get you started. So this is great to journal about or to just to discuss with someone else if you need to like bounce ideas off of them. But ask yourself, ask yourself, what are you really good at? Yeah. What are you really good at? Um, not, not trying to brag, but like my daughter told me that if there was an organizing race, you know, organizing things that I would win, you know? So like, I know I'm really good at organizing and I love it. <laughs> I love creating order out of chaos. Okay. Now I, I don't really love cooking. Yeah, I do it because I think it's an adult thing to do, but that's not like what makes me feel a lot of joy. Okay, what are you really good at? And the other things, what can you ask for help? Guess what? I still cook for my family, like I said, but uh, I went to my husband a couple years ago when I was really struggling. I was like, I cannot cook dinner every day. It is killing me. (laughs) Yes, I'm dramatic. You know, I was like, I can't do it. And so he, he, he's taken three nights of the week. I have the other four. It has helped me so much and made those four nights that I cook for them so much better. So if, you know, once you look at what you're good at, ask for help in the other things. It's okay. You do not have to do everything for everybody in your life. Okay. Another thing to ask yourself, what do you value? I have talked about this here before. I feel like sometimes when we get that ideal image in our head that we're striving for, because maybe someone that we really admire kind of fits into that ideal image. Or maybe it's given to us by our culture. I don't know what it is. But uh, you might actually value different things than that person. And maybe by striving for that ideal that isn't actually you, you are not living in line with your own values. Okay, so get clear. What do you value? And that can help you know what you actually should strive for. 
Okay, another thing to ask yourself, what are you passionate about? What strong feelings come up for you? Like fears and pain, like what gets you really riled up? That's information for you to know what your work should be. What are you passionate about? Does that fit into what you're striving for? If you're not passionate about education, you don't want to try to become a teacher. That makes no sense, regardless of what other people think you should be. So know what you're passionate about. What makes you feel alive? Yeah? What energizes you? That can be such a good indication on what you should be giving some more of your time to, some more of yourself. Once you get clear on that and you just know yourself better, I am giving you permission to let go of any false ideal that isn't you anymore. Climb out of the box you are trying to fit yourself in. When you can let go of that and and not just in action, but deep, deep in your heart, when you can let go of that, you're going to feel so much more free. And then you can give to the people that you love as your whole self. You can show up to life as you. And that's the best thing in the world. Even if you don't love yourself yet, just trust me, you are good enough right now. You can show up to life just as you. That's what you were designed to do and who you were designed to be. As you do that and show up as the real you, you are going to feel so much more empowered, so much more at peace, deep, deep down in your bones. You're going to feel more real and more free. And when you feel that way, possibilities for who you be are going to become, they just crack wide open. You are limitless. You have so much potential and you are given unique gifts that nobody else has. Don't stifle it. We need you. The world needs your unique light, your unique way of seeing things, your unique way of loving. The world just needs you. As you show up that way, you're going to bless so many more lives than you would as that false ideal. Get rid of those imposed standards of motherhood, of marriage, of friendship, of leadership, and show up as you, and good things are going to happen. That's what's happened for me. I feel so much happier in the roles and relationships that I have in my life because I'm just me, and I've learned that that's okay. All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you feel a little more free to connect with the things that matter most in your life just from listening. Thanks for joining me. We'll see you guys next time.